Welcome to the Pimpfall Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Elizabeth. I have a headache because I chewed gum too much. Why would you, why would you chew gum too much? I don't know. Just take Excedrin or something. Yeah, actually, I have Excedrin right next to me. So... Welcome to the Taking Excedrin Podcast. Um, this is Impact, the go-home-to-no-surrender. And, uh, just want to let you all know, after we do our recap and our bests of the night, we'll be doing our predictions for No Surrender this weekend. Um, and all the goodness that'll be happening there. And for those who don't know, with our predictions, for every incorrect prediction... Um, we have to do a dab of hot sauce, and whoever has the most correct predictions will be crowned the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion, and give out a punishment to the loser. And I think I am the reigning champion? After... Believe you are. After Royal Rumble? I think that was the last one. Um, so we got a couple matches added to the No Surrender card, and we'll dive into those in a moment, um, but a little nutshell for today's impact was, um, very brief contract signing between Morse, Moose and W. Morrissey. Um, we got Masha Slamovich in another jobber match. Uh, a triple threat to determine the fourth addition to a fatal four-way and no surrender for number one contender for the X Division title. That's a mouthful. Um, we got Giselle Shaw's debut against Lady Frost. Um, Deanna Perrazzo announced that she will be having an open challenge for either of her titles at no surrender. Um, and we we could do a prediction for that, like who's gonna answer. Well, I think we're gonna have the same prediction. Could I'm I'm floating around a couple choices. Maybe we each make two two predictions. I can pull a name out of my ass, sure. <laughs> um, we had Kenny King make his impact. Oh, he's debuted on Impact before. His, his impact return against Chris Saban. Um, we had uh, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Mickey James and Chelsea Green. Um, we had the the Learning Tree dissolve. That ended. Brian Myers left the Learning Tree. And then finally, Violent by Design versus Bullet Club. Pretty fun show. Pretty fun all around. Yeah, super fun show. I thought. Yeah. Um, so, with that said, you want to go into the news? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, hang on, I've got to get my phone to agree with me now. Um, also, I bought this new ring, which is upside down, and it's super fun. Hmm. But it's one of those rings where, I don't know if, like, this happens to everybody, but because it's cheap, it left a green circle around my thumb nice um 
All right. I now have like 15 Twitter accounts, so bear with bear with me. <laughs> um, not a ton of news. Just enough. Just enough. So what do you want to hear first? WWE, non WWE? Let's hear WWE first. All right. Let's hear some WWE news. First piece of WWE news is that Carlos Cabrera, the longtime Spanish announcer, um, I'm going to make it look less obvious that I'm reading this all from my phone, um, was released, um, which is really upsetting and very like, damn. They released like all of their foreign language announcers, I think. Yeah, they've stopped doing like the, the part where they go through all the announcers. All the commentary. Ooh, which was like shitty. I loved the that was like my favorite part of every fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> was seeing Funaki and the French guys that definitely were cannibals. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know what I mean, look at the French announcers from like 2016. I don't fucking know. They're fucking creepy. And they're French. Um in addition to bad WWE news, um, Corey Graves and Carmella are going to have their own WWE reality series. Uh, uh, it's going to be a show called, very creatively, Corey and Carmella. It's on YouTube. Uh, yes, on the WWE YouTube channel. It's going to premiere on the 28th of February. Aren't we all lucky? Aren't we all lucky? I'm happy for him, though. Good for them. Don't they get enough airtime? Carmella? They're like the least interesting people in the WWE. I don't know. They're fine people. I mean, Carmella might be fine. Corey Graves sucks. Why? Besides that one thing he said to Dana Brooke. Also, the time that he suggested Byron go kill himself live on air. That was kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, he he puts his foot in his mouth with Byron a lot. But with how often he does it, you would think, like, Byron's cool with it, I guess. <laughs> Wasn't there literally an announcer? Oh, God, I can't remember who it was. Um, a coachman who said, like, he was basically bullied. And, and then he left because he was like, mm. I'm fucking tired of this. He's still part of WWE. He's on their roster. He's not on their announced team anymore, though. Yeah, but he's still part of the company. Right, but that's not the point, is he left the announced team because he was bullied. Hmm. He's tired of it. Okay. So, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. Um, I don't say that I hate Corey Graves just for fun. There's, there's, a, pan there's a bit of panache to it. Mm -hmm. um, also, the first ever NXT Level Up card was announced. It is definitely called NXT Level Up. I feel like you asked me about this at some point. Uh, it, you, I thought you asked me if it was just level up or NXT level up. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I, I did ask you that. And it is NXT level up. That's the whole name. Should be called next level. What the fuck is the point? <laughs> That's so stupid. We're going to keep NXT in it. Use it as a pun. Um, but the first card ever was announced. Pardon me for yawning. Um, Kushida faces off against Idris Sanofe. They are in the main event. Um, we also have Harlan versus Javier Burnell, who's only had 
two matches. Um, he lost to Draco Anthony. Um, his real name is Randy Bedelski. I have never seen a name like that before. Bedelski. B e i d e l s c h i e s. Okay. Damn, that must have not been fun in literally all of grade school. Um. Then we also have Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, whose name I feel like I've heard, um, facing Fallon Henley and Kayla Inlay. Fallon Henley, if anybody does not remember, she was the bartender at uh, this past NXT episode. Um, she was like, hey, this is my family's bar, and I just like work here sometimes, like to Brooks and Jensen, or Briggs and Brooks, I don't fucking know. Um, and she used to be on AEW as a jobber, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting... Interesting lineup. Apparently, um, the person that Fallon teamed up with Kayla Inlay. Yeah. Um, she was trained at uh, the school that Spears and Breeze have. Oh, I forget the name of it. As do I. But it, Barebacks. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Barebacks. Fl- oh, um, flatbacks. Flatbacks. Marie said flatbacks. I knew there was a backs in it somewhere. <laughs> um, also, I I looked to find more specifics on the whole Coachman thing, and um, a lot of it talks about JBL and how like ex- fucking explicit he was with hazing people, like the Miz. Um. Um. And Coachman was apparently set up um, by by Vince, Stephanie, Jerry Briscoe, and Triple H to believe he was arrested for running an illegal football pool in the locker room. So it was like Vince and the higher-ups bullied him. Okay. I mean... One way or the other. I'm not disputing what you're saying. I'm just adding more interesting stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know that story came out, like, last summer, I think. I don't remember. Um, 2017. That okay, well, another this, this story... one that I'm looking at. Another story came out more recently, obviously, because I remember it. and uh, remember talking about it. Um, anyways. Let's do some... XWWE news. Um, Devon Dudley underwent spinal fusion surgery. Fun times at the uh, Dudley house. Yeah. Heard it was successful. Yes. Um, I guess I should have said that much. Mm-hmm. Um, his L4, L5, and L6 vertebrae were fused. Mm-hmm. Um which I guess is a lot to fuse. It sounds like it. It sounds like three whole vertebrae. Do you think that like affects your bending over? Probably. 
Um, but he's doing well, and um, he said that he's going to be in the hospital, I think, up until Friday, mm-hmm. um, unless something changes. So best of luck to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have some former WWE stars that have started a new wrestling promotion, which I guess is like a thing that I thought already happened, but it didn't. Um, EC3 and Adam Scherer, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, or FKA Braun Strowman, um, announced that the Control Your Narrative thing is going to be a a televised wrestling promotion. Um, Apparently, they announced a special from March 31st called Control Your Narrative, semicolon, Awakening. It's, um, it's uh, I think they're using the acronym CYN. Control your name. That would, make sense. that would make sense. That's a really long fucking name. Yeah. Um. So far, Matt Cardona, Moose, John Skyler, Matt Seidel, Marina Shafir, Weston Blake, and Matt Taven are set to premiere. That's a pretty awesome card, honestly. Yeah, and you know, their their stuff is like kind of like it. it it's uh, love it or hate it. But they're still doing something unique, doing like all cinematic stuff, from what I hear. Um, and it's good to see I'm, more wrestling pop up. I'm interested to see how that's going to go because they the the televised event, and then they've got another one in March. Um, they're live events. Oh, so I don't know how that's going to go. Maybe it's not all cinematic. Um. It's interesting, though, because they're going to be in Dallas around the same time as Minoru Suzuki um, uh, with NJPW um, in Dallas at the same time as, like, a bunch of other things. And I guess, like, Texas is just going to be a wrestling hotspot for a little while because then you got Dallas WrestleMania, right? Is that Dallas or is that Houston? Uh, Dallas. Home of the Cowboys. Um, so if you're a Texan, lucky you. A lot of wrestling. You got a lot of wrestling to catch up with. Um, speaking of Minoru Suzuki, he is making his GCW return. He is going to be all over the fucking place, um, coming up. He's going to be at Bloodsport on the 31st. Um, he's going to be at Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 on April 1st. Happy, happy. Uh, you might as well just keep rolling anyways <laughs> um he's also going to be at some just like regular ass gcw shows which is um on the 9th of april 10th of april and 23rd um in los angeles san francisco and detroit so very exciting very exciting you yep. like Minoru Suzuki, it's a fun time for you. And um, also, he's fighting Biff Busick at some point around that time as well. Yeah, sometime it, in, it's also in Dallas. Mid-March. Yeah. Um, Seems form- like wrestlers are just staking out Dallas for like a couple weeks. Formerly known as Oni Larkin. Oh yeah, if you don't know. Um, But I wonder what they're going to do with, with Suzuki. Who he's going to be fighting. Because it's pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't I know, even thought about that. I know Chris Dickinson already had his turn against Suzuki. Um, maybe he'll fight Barnett. Maybe. 
Let him fight Effie. I want to see how that goes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, maybe he'll challenge Mox. Or AJ Gray. That could be a good match. That could be a good match. Um, oh, wait, what about Kogar? That would be sick. Dude, I would love that because Minoru Suzuki's definitely going to look at him and be like, you're a baby. The fuck? <laughs> and then he gets those stakes in the head. And he just comes up laughing. <laughs> you know he would. He just takes him and snaps him in half. He's like, anyways. Oh, nice. God. Um, last piece of news I have is that the Briscoes are officially going to be defending their Ring of Honor tag team title at Supercard of Honor. Um, I am getting more and more excited about Supercard of Honor. I'm looking forward to seeing what this means for Ring of Honor. And the the exact thing that I thought was going to happen happened where I was like, oh, fuck, like, Ring of Honor is gone for that many months? Shit, that's gonna suck. Yeah. And now it's that many months later, and I'm like, they've been gone? You gotta think that this Supercard is make or break for Ring of Honor. If it succeeds, they'll continue on. If it fails, it might be goodbye forever. Um, that would suck. Yeah. But it, it does sound really cool. And with the Briscoes defending, you gotta imagine they're defending against FTR after final battle. You would hope. Because like, mm-hmm. that storyline dropped off. Yeah, I, I hope... The, like... The best thing Ring of Honor could do is have the Briscoes show up at AEW. And then they um they then take the feud to Ring of Honor. Then FTR shows up there, they announce the match, done done done. Uh Supercard comes along. Um but exposing to an a- the AEW audience would be a huge thing for them. Huge exposure. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I think... I think what you said is right, that Supercard of Honor is definitely going to be like a do-or-die situation. I'm really... I'm hoping they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, do in the do or die sense, as opposed to I hope they do die. <laughs> oh no! Just, just to make that clear. Uh, is there any more news? That was our last piece of news for the evening, for the weekend, for the rest of the night. Okay. Well, then let's jump right into the episode, the recap. Um, we started off immediately. This was this was new. We started off with a contract signing. Normally, we end with the world title contract signing, but no. So, we got Moose and Morrissey, or rather, we just get Moose. Uh, he sits down at the table and says, "I know how this goes, Scott. I signed my part. Morrissey signs his, but I don't think Morrissey is going to be able to sign. I don't think he's going to show up to no surrender." I know you're fully aware of what I did to him. Scott says he still has two days to sign and make the title match official. While it's clear he didn't make it today, I'm going to give him every opportunity to sign. 
Moose says, you have faith in all of your talent. You understand if Morrissey shows up, he's not stepping into the ring with another guy. He's stepping in with the greatest world champion in all of pro wrestling, the wrestling god. You know what I'm capable of when this title is on the line? Didn't you send home one of your talents for being a hothead? You wouldn't want to do that to another one. I feel... The more, the more this episode happened, the more I thought letting go of Josh was, was, like, part of the plan. You know? Yeah. I don't want to say it was a work, because I don't, I don't want to be one of those people that thinks everything's a work. But I, I think it was very intentional to do this. I don't know if he's returning, but he just keeps being brought up. I guess. So here's the thing is you you mentioned you reminded me rather that this is pre-taped. Yeah. So I feel like it's weird. That we get that episode last week yeah his contract expires this week this past like this past week when yeah. all these things were shot in january january like, like 15th or 16th yeah like last month yeah he, he yeah he doesn't announce it until the episode airs i'm just saying like the coincidence is like beyond me it, it if it is like a story that fucking sucks don't play with somebody's contract like that and getting fired for the sake of a storyline when it happened to drake maverick it fucking sucked fair i i'm hoping that he's in on it unlike drake maverick um right yeah that's kind of that's where i'm coming from at least um the only thing is then is that sean r sap reported on it yeah yeah. So, I mean, I guess if his contract did expire and he's like, oh, I'm not going to entertain other contracts for like a couple, however longs until we get this contract. I don't know. I like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that can't make sense. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yes, that does make sense. You know? Yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. I mean, either way, we can get him an impact still or uh, he'll he'll go to like AEW. I'm sure AEW will scoop him up. After they mentioned him. Oh, stop. I would love to see him in Impact. Or at AEW. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see him in Impact, too. It'd be cool to see him in New Japan. Yeah, awesome. New Japan. I, I don't want to see him in AEW. AEW's bloated as shit. It He's going to be a nobody. But you know what? I think there is room for him in Men of the Year. Stick him I don't want him anywhere near Dan Lambert. Maybe <laughs> Dan Lambert gets phased out somehow. Falls Cody out. And uh, just hangs around Ethan Page. Sure. Um, he'll be their singles guy, or he'll he'll team with Page and Scorpio can be the singles guy. Then Page Van Zant can still be with them because she's great. Um, so scott then says god knows you never lack confidence i know you want to get going let's go into a little procedure sign on the line then you can get your way get on your way moose says at no surrender be prepared to send another one of your talents home and as he's making his way up the ramp w morrissey comes out 
He attacks Moose, gives him a huge choke slam off the stage into a table, and then signs the damn contract. And then we get an interview with Bullet Club. And Chris Bay says, I want to talk about in two days when I get one step closer to bringing gold to Bullet Club. I win the Fatal 4-Way and bring home, or I'd be number one contender for the X Division title. Um, then uh, I think this was Tonga says, in the same night you'll witness the tag team champs, G-O-D. And then Thomas says, good at hiding, good for nothing, son of sons of guns. Your days of hiding are over. And Jay White finally chimes in and says, Dub, 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 I'm going to step into the ring with Eric Young, and he's going to step into the ring with the leader of Bullet Club. He says, it's not fair, life's not fair, Mr. Young. Your version of Bullet Club on Impact doesn't measure up. Before we get to No Surrender, one, two, three, we have a little business with violence by Violent by Design. Maybe we can give them a taste of what Bullet Club is about. Uh, then we get a little squash match, Masha Slamovich versus Kaya Dream. Yeah, Masha does... Two moves. Um, yeah, two moves. The first one was some sort of hammer. I think it was Moscow Hammer. Okay, so she hits what we are calling the Moscow Hammer, and then the Russian Death Device to win the match. It was very Literally simple, very easy. the coolest name ever. The... You think so? Russian death device. It's I I mentioned this already. It's up there with C4 spike. Um burning hammer is another sick one. Um but Russian death device is so cool. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I'm trying to think of other natural selections a cool name. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, oh, what was uh Oh, the uh, Macklin's crosshair. That's a very fitting one, since he's a former Marine, and it works with a spear. Uh, yeah. So after that, we then get Ace Austin versus Blake Christian versus Laredo Kid, where the winner goes to No Surrender and joins the Fatal Four Way. To determine the number one contender for the X Division title. Very, very much a mouthful. Yeah, um, it was a lot of flippy shit. Uh, we got a dropkick to Blake Christian from Laredo Kid, and then an Enziguri to Blake Christian from Ace. Um, Christian dives out onto Austin, but Fulton protects him, which I thought was super sweet. And then Laredo goes to jump out onto Ace as well, but jumps out onto Fulton. I love that. Um, Blake Christian gets a hard dropkick to Laredo. We then get a suplex to Laredo from Ace, um, and then a Spinebuster to Ace from Laredo Kid, and a Moonsault. Uh, Laredo Kid wants a second one. He wants to do the ascending Moonsaults, if you will. Um, but Ace avoids it. We then get a Gutbuster to Laredo Kid from Blake Christian. And then Blake Christian hits like this weird handspring shit, where it's like, the handspring and like he kind of like tucks it himself into himself and like hits the other person with his feet i don't know i didn't understand it yeah um then 
he sends Laredo Kid and Ace Austin to ringside and does that shit that he always does where he flips over the top rope right into holding his beloved men in the dragon sleeper and hitting them with the double reverse DDT. Um, then we get a poison round to Blake Christian from Laredo Kid once everyone's recovered and a big frog splash, but Ace breaks it up. Um, Ace then, after everything, hits a springboard cutter to Blake Christian to win the match. Um, I thought it was awesome to put Blake Christian in at this point. Yeah. Um, Because, like, he didn't need to win, but he looked cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already up for the Ring of Honor title, so he's he's got enough on his plate already. Plus, I don't think he loses anything by getting pinned. Yeah. Um. Then we get a promo with Decay. Rosemary says, Humans call themselves monsters when we are here lurking in the shadows. Krazy Steve says, Jonah, you didn't think our skirmish would end there, did you? That was research. Rosemary says, Jonah, and no surrender, what will you do when you go face-to-face with Black Taurus? We then get a promo with Caleb with a K. The inspiration walks in, and uh, Billy says, we got those photos he took of us. Thank you. I'm so glad you have our numbers. And uh, Cassie says, what did I say Billy? Did I say Billy Kay? You did, I think. <laughs> Jessie. That's her name. To be fair, I was thinking of her earlier, and I was only referring to her in my head as Billy Kay. Uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, it's hard. It, yeah. It's going to be a tough one to, to forget. Cassie is easier for me. Yeah. Billy, she's just... She looks it like works so well for her. Yeah. Um, but Cassie then says, and we saved yours too. You're the best we've ever had. Uh, Jesse says, it's a shame the influence takes advantage of you. Cassie says, if you want to feel the inspiration, call us. Caleb responds, I'm a very loyal person. And Jesse says, that's what we like most about you. And then we get Lady Frost versus Giselle Shaw. I'm surprised they gave uh, Giselle this match and not like a jobber match to start off. Yeah. Um, I actually did not catch the finish of this match, so I apologize in advance. Um, I caught the name of it. I was like having a weird problem with not catching finishes uh, tonight. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like, I'd get all my notes, and then the finish would happen, I'd like look away, and I wouldn't listen. Well, the finish of this match was pretty lame, to be honest. I thought it was, okay, because I, I remember seeing it out of the corner of my eye and being like, that's not the finish. There's got to be at least like another move. Yeah. And there wasn't. And I was like, okie dokie. Um, so we get two boots to the chest of Giselle and a dropkick. Um Lady Frost then kicks her upside the head, hits her with a cartwheel cannonball. But Giselle gets a leg up, more or less. Hits Lady Frost with the Draper DDT. Um, gets her with an uppercut. Uh, Lady Frost ends up getting a spinning kick to Shaw, though, and a temperature drop, but that does not get her the pin, much to her surprise. Um, Frost then goes up top again. Shaw kicks her in the head. Frost looks like she's tro- probably going for the temperature drop again, but Shaw stops that. Um, hits her with a Spanish fly 
which does not result in a pin, which I thought should have. If I mean, if she was just gonna win anyways, figured the Spanish fly is a cool fucking move, and then it was like a corkscrew something or other that got her the win, like off yeah. the ropes. Yeah, the the Spanish fly was cool as fuck. Lady Frost kicks out, and then she just simply goes for a, a corkscrew senton or something, and gets the win. It, it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. Um, it almost, in my opinion, it almost felt like the Spanish fly should have been the win, but like something got fucked up. Yeah. Um, also, I, I think as far as I know, uh, this is completely unrelated, uh, regarding Johnny Gargano and Candace, as far as I know, Candace might still be in labor. Earlier today, she was in labor for 24 hours. And this is why I never want to have kids. <laughs> I can't... What a fucking nightmare. I, I saw somebody post that earlier today... Like ten hours ago, she was still in labor, and that was the twenty-four hour point. I, I haven't seen them because you know most most people post that newborn picture, them with their newborn child on Instagram or whatever. None of that, but maybe they're just keeping it close to the close to the vest. Yeah, I mean, you also don't know like there's so many things with like having a child where it's like. Who fucking knows what's going on with the baby? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hopefully those 24, 36, I don't fucking know. Hopefully those hours are worth it and they have a healthy little rug rat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're definitely great people who are probably going to be great parents too. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. I mean, just let, we should ask Padme. She would know best. Yeah, that's true. All right, so then we had an interview with Honor No More. Um, Matt Taven says, don't accuse us of beating up Gresham. And then Kenny King starts talking himself up. He says, I'm the greatest X-Division champ of, all, of your lifetime. You've got two bum knees, Chris Sabin. I will put you on one of them, and you will kneel to the K-I-N-G king. We then get an interview with Deanna Perrazzo. She says, this is something we'll see more of with the open challenge. Uh, I'm the champ champ, which means double the responsibility. This Saturday, anyone who wants a shot is welcome. And, and that, that match was then added to the card. Uh, then we get Kenny King versus Chris Sabin. Yeah, this was a good match. I like this match. Yeah, this is really good. Um, we start this match by grappling. A lot of grappling, or yeah, grappling. We'll call it grappling. Um, we get a wicked little arm drag to King, and then a power slam to save and rain to a crossface. Uh, they both clothesline each other. Eventually, Saban gets a DDT out of the corner to King, but King kicks out of the cover. Um, King ends up getting a spine buster on Saban. Uh, there's a kick to the face of King, and then a tiger driver, but he still can't put Saban away. Eventually, Saban ends up just getting the sneaky pin in the form of, and not the heel sneaky pin, but just like a 
surprising pin, yeah. um, in the form of buckling the leg of King and rolling uh, rolling King up. Yeah. Um, much to King's absolute befuddlement. It was a, it was a crucifix pin. Oh, was it a cru? Oh, because he had... It wasn't like a classical crucifix pin yeah. because the arm... It wasn't the arm, it was the leg. It's very... A little awkward. Um, so... Then uh, Maria Canellis gets on the mic and she says, Honor No More is walking in a cohesive unit. Can you say the same? We didn't do anything to take out Gresham, but you're missing someone, right? Get yourselves in order before stepping in the ring with Honor No More. And she says, you're missing someone because Macklin's not there. Uh, we then get Team Impact backstage with Macklin. And Eddie Edwards says, we picked you, Macklin. Josh is kicked out. And next thing we know is Gresham is knocked out. Um... Macklin says, we go to war together, or you go find another partner. And uh, everyone says they're in. Eddie hesitates. And yeah. This is, this is like a glorified Survivor Series match. Except it yeah. won't be Elimination. I hope it is, though. Elimination would be cool. Yeah. I feel when it's like a 10-man match, I feel like Elimination is like the best way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we get Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Chelsea Green and Mickey James. And Chelsea is sporting a, a new look with the with the Cardona jacket after their wedding. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> Anyways, um, after this match, I'm I, I really. Actually, no, I'll save this comment for later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we start with Tasha versus Chelsea, but Tasha tags out. Savannah gets in, and Green's like, oh, no. But, like, weirdly enough, Green doesn't really sell being scared in any capacity. Because at first she's like, oh, God. And then she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to fight you. <laughs> she um, then realizes that Savannah Evans is not very good at wrestling. I don't know. It's, I uh, There are days where I'm like, I really do like Savannah Evans. And there are days where I'm like, nah, just not for me. I don't know. I've never had those days where I, I all I see is just a female Jake Hager. That's all I see. No, that's an insult. But anyways. Unless you like Jake Hager. Ah, uh, I think that's why it's an insult. <laughs> um, anyway, Green takes Evans off her feet, sends her face first into the buckle. Uh, Mickey gets in. They, together, Mickey and Green pancake Savannah. Um, Mickey then drops an intruding Tasha Steeles onto Savannah. Also, me spelling Savannah uh, without like looking at my keys or slowing down, not good. Not good at all. Mm -hmm. It's just S's and A's and N's and V's all over the place. Um, Tasha ends up getting him. We get a back elbow and a flying head scissors and a neck breaker to Tasha. Chelsea then sends Tasha flying. Uh, Savannah sends Chelsea flying. Um, we then go to commercial. We come back. It's Tasha versus Chelsea. I've got a hiccup. I'm trying not to hiccup. Um. All right, I'm at peace again. <laughs> Tasha then takes Mickey off the apron, making Mickey go fucking batshit. 
she jumps in the ring and like goes after Tasha and the ref's like, hey, you can't do that. Don't do that. And like spends uh, the whole fucking time just like berating Mickey. And Mickey distracts the ref enough that Chelsea goes to pin, uh, goes to cover. And um, it's useless because the ref is not fucking paying attention. Um, eventually, Savannah gets him. We get a boot to the face um, of Chelsea. Um, Savannah grabs Chelsea out of the air and Mickey just once again fucks it up because Savannah and Savannah drives Chelsea into their corner while Mickey yells at the ref and Savannah and Tasha just fucking beat the shit out of Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Um, however, James gets in, she drop kicks Evans, um, uh, drop, drop kicks Evans knee. Uh, hits her with a boot to the face. Mickey then sends Tasha face first into the mat, takes Evans off the apron, hits her with a crucifix bump. Um, or no, sorry. Tasha, however, turns it around, hits Mickey with the crucifix bomb to win. Yeah, two crucifix pins in uh, one one episode. I was not expecting Tasha to win, though. Oh, you? I wasn't expecting her to pin Mickey is the thing right 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 that's that's more of what i meant um yeah that uh that spells big things for no surrender um but it's definitely definitely rare to have a challenger pin the champion on a non-wwe product yeah i don't know i Again, okay, and I'm going to keep my comments for a So then we get the most professional wrestler, uh, the final chapter. So Myers says, we've had some setbacks, but last week was an epic embarrassment. I've been picking tacks off my body for a week. We had a seven-footer, and you wanted to bring tables. And uh, Zicky Dice just said it was... Oh no, VSK said it was your idea. And then we cut. And Zicky Dice was very clearly punched in the face. <laughs> Even though he didn't say it. Um, but then uh, Cardona said. Wow, not Cardona. Myers says there's no such thing as bad students, but that sucks. You guys are the worst students I've had. You're a joke, Zicky Dice. I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. The learning tree is done. You two are cut. But hopefully they stay around in Impact. We'd love to see VSK and Zicky stick around. And um, Zicky Dyson gets very upset because he wanted to invite his mother to his graduation. Yeah, he said he flunked out of sixth grade, so he's not even really a student anymore, or never was. <laughs> he never had a graduation. <laughs> um, so then we get our main event: Violent by Design versus Bullet Club. What if we just didn't talk about this match? The more I watch Jay White do stuff, the more I'm like tired, exhausted. Some might say. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of, we start with Eric Young and Jay White. Um, Eric Young slaps Jay, and 
Jay slaps Eric Young back. And for some reason, my brain wants me to say Aaron Young. I'm not sure what that's about. Aaron Young. Well, there was a Darren Young in WWE who's now Fred Rosser. Ah, Fred Rosser. I think it was Fred, Fred Rosser, Rosser who. Well, if we're going to speak about Fred Rosser, Fred Rosser bald looks like a man wearing a bald cap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like he does, he was never meant to be bald. Oh, yeah, it is Fred Rosser. Um, so for a while, we, we have like a little New Japan moment. It was really sweet, honestly, in like its own stupid way. Where Jay shoved Eric into the corner and chopped him. And then Eric shoved Jay into the corner and chopped him. And they went back and forth for a hot second and just exchanged chops back and forth. Um, Jay then gets Eric's fucking arm in a little little hold. And then furthers the hold by forcing Eric Young to do... do See, I'm I'm just worked up now. I can't even fucking say it. (laughs) Forces Eric Young to do the too sweet with him, and then he gets fucking Tonga Loa in to do the same thing. Unbearable. So good. Um, Tama gets in off of Tonga. We get a big cutter to Young from Tama, and then Doran gets in. Doran gets in, and uh. Tama just kind of like takes a couple steps back and uh, Tangalo gets off the fucking apron. Jay White stays ringside and nobody fucking wants to deal with it. Um, Doring ends up taking on all three Bullet Club members um, somewhat successfully at first, but then all three of them take him out of the ring and then all three of them take uh, Diener and Eric Young out of the ring. Um, and then we go to commercial break. <laughs> and when we come back from commercial break, Tamatonga. Not good. Um, so they show us a clip of what happened during the break, which is Tamatonga uh, beating up Young and Diener and then turning around, thinking like he is hot shit. Turning around, and there's Dory. <laughs> and he just gets fucking clobbered. So then, once we come back from commercial break, Tama's just getting pummeled. Just fucking beat up. And Tama starts lashing out, but he, he can't tag out before Doran topples Jay and Tonga off the fucking apron. We then get a crossbite Tama from Doring. Diener gets in. He bites Tama's head. Um, Tama then gets up on Doring's shoulder, but he gets down, and then he gets Tonga in. And then Tonga Loa, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if Tongaloa knows how big he is. Because he was going at Doring like they were about to have, like, Hoss versus Hoss. And I, Tonga's not a small dude. Mm-hmm. But Tonga's not Joe Doring. It, to be fair, I think it was Tom Hannafin said that it's two Hosses coming at each other. But T- Tonga is not a Hoss, really. No, not really. He's just a he's a he's a he's a he's a guy. That's a man. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's not like a Darby Allen like skinny little fuck. But I don't know. <laughs> but Tonga, you know, he went in there with all the fucking spit and venom that he fucking could manage. 
Um, he's just yelling at Doring. They and, and you know what the cool thing was is that Doring did sell him like he was a hoss. Um, they ended up both clotheslining each other, and Doring just knocked him, knocked his ass on the ground. Um, both Tama or both Tonga's and his own. Um, and kind of like blinked a bit, like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Um, so that was cool. I liked that. Um, and then Jay and Young get back in, and they there's some chops to Young, and it's just fucking hilarious, um, honestly, because everything that Young does to counter Jay, Jay has an answer for, and every single time it results in a chop to Young, eventually Young goes off the top turnbuckle in the attempt to hit Jay. Jay just kind of sidesteps it, and then chops him, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> Um, then Jay White gives a little wave to the crowd before going for the Blade Runner and then getting fucking clobbered. G.O.D. end up helping out by hitting Doran with the Magic Killer. Diener gets set up for the Magic Killer, but Young breaks it up and hits a belly-to-back suplex to Tonga, and we get a spinning neckbreaker to Tama. Um, Jay wants the Blade Runner again, but instead he gets pelted by the knee of Diener and an elbow drop to Jay from Young. Still not enough for a pin. Uh, he goes for the Blade Runner again with no luck. Young wants the pile driver, but Jay hits him with a back body drop. And then we get a Snapdragon suplex, sort of, to Young. It could be something else, but I, it looked like a Snapdragon suplex to me. Um, we then get an assisted cutter from G.O.D. and then some frog splashes from G.O.D. And off the backs of G.O.D. Um, this is all from Diener. Jay wins. Which I got a funny fucking feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not WWE. We can't use that go home logic. Oh. Go home math. Oh no, I'm doing different math. Oh. Well, save it for our predictions, which will happen right after the bests of the night, so stay tuned, everybody. We've got that coming in just a just a minute. Um, but before we get to the bests of the night, let me recap our top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling for this week. Uh, it's for 2022, and this is the, the weekly update. And, uh, there's been a bit of change. <laughs> Mary, I'm sitting doing some Steiner math over there. Oh, I am. What better place to do it? Alright, so... At number 10, we have one half of the IWGP Tag Team Champions, Hiroki Goto. Number 9, Great Okan. Number 8, one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy. Number 7, the Super Asia Champion, Balian Aki. Uh, number 6... Dante Martin, number five, Tetsuya Naito, number four, Sonata, number three, the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, number two, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, and number one, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And a lot of that will probably change come Elimination Chamber on Saturday. And impacts no surrender. 
and potentially SmackDown and uh, Rampage tomorrow. So, a lot, a lot. Dante Martin could fall off this list very quickly with one match. All right. So, you want to talk about the best of the night? I want to talk about my dumbass. It's too late to change it. Gotta stick with it. Fuck! Alright, so... Promo of the night. Ooh. Um, promo of the night. Um, I very much enjoyed the contract signing, personally. I thought that was the best promo. Everything else was... was it was alright. Maybe second to the most professional wrestler final chapter. I think, All right. I think I enjoyed the contract signing more. Um, I'll just go with you because I'm kind of biased on what I thought was the best promo tonight, and I don't want to talk about that honestly. So was yeah, you're right. right. I just love when he talks. Okay. All right. So contract signing between Moose and Morrissey is it was also very special be, or not special but unique because it started the show you never have a contract signing start the show it's very weird yeah um honestly Morrissey like walking back in that was that was cool that was cool I was like oh fuck <laughs> he is alive yeah Oh, thank you, Miriam. Uh, if you have a question for our question segment after our predictions, please leave it in the chat now so it's there when we get to it. Um, but uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. And we'll get to it in the next episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. All right. So, wrestler of the night. Um... Oh, God. All right, three choices. Ready? Blake Christian, Lady Frost, or Kenny King? Blake Christian. Really? I think so. I kind of wanted Kenny King. I'll go with you. Blake Christian is, like, probably one of the best in-ring talents out there right now. All right. Yeah. I think what you said after Warrior Wrestling is probably true. What'd I say? Something along the lines of like Blake Christian's going to like run indie wrestling probably yeah. by the end of the year. Like how Matt Cardona is right now. I think uh Blake's gonna do that. Yeah. Probably if if his run was happening after Super Card of Honor, he would have won that Ring of Honor title already. Um Alright, so now we go to match of the night, and as always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and then we'll talk about which one is the best match of the night. So, starting off with the worst match, 3 out of 10, Masha Slamovich versus Kaya Dream, squash. Uh, next up, 4 out of 10, Lady Frost versus Giselle Shaw. Actually, I'm going to move it up to a 5 out of 10. I don't know, it was it was pretty decent but the ending was very anticlimactic. Definitely deserved a little better. But Lady Frost, man, she is so good. Lady Frost is awesome. And I think 
I was really unimpressed by Giselle Shaw. And so for Giselle Shaw to win, I was like, I know why she won. Mm -hmm. But like, in my head, I mean, I'm she, thinking like, nah. That Spanish fly, though, was really sick. I think it's because I've been inundated by Spanish flies as of lately. Like, a lot of people mm. are doing Spanish flies right now. Yeah. It's like, it's like the super kick now. It's a, it's a trendy little move. Um, Remember when Keith Lee's Spanish fly Drew McIntyre? Oh, yeah. That was Nearly, insane. like, broke his fucking neck, but, like, everybody was saying, they're like... Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Thanks, Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce, for that one. <laughs> All right, so next up, 5 out of 10, Violent by Design versus Bullet Club. I thought this was a little bit overbooked. A little, a little bit uh, hectic. But had some great moments. I, I don't enjoy... One thing I don't enjoy about Bullet Club, specifically G.O.D., one, I think uh, uh, Tama is in the ring doing something to the opponent, and and Tonga is just standing there waiting for the for the t tag team move, and he's just standing there doing nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you could have waited a little bit longer, or or coordinated the move a little better. Um, but yeah, it was still a pretty decent match. Still fucking love VBD and Eric Young. Um, so next up, next up is with a six out of 10, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Mickey James and Chelsea Green. I really enjoyed this. Tasha's really insanely good. Um, and Chelsea and Mickey are a, a really fun team. And there's Savannah Evans. Sorry, JK, uh, Savannah Evans. <laughs> you're mean you're not nice i'm sorry i'm sorry savannah evans is like at least a decent person i think yeah you got her mixed up with serena deeb yeah no never making that mistake again <laughs> um i'm sure she's i'm sure she's a fine person i'm just not a fan of her her wrestling i should be more mean to hager that's what i'll do yeah i'll be meaner to hager yeah, there you go. Um, so next up, with a 6 out of 10, Ace Austin versus Blake Christian versus Laredo Kid. Very, very high-flying match. I did, I did love the finish of this. Ace Austin's finish was really cool. Um, but yeah, th this match was just full of some crazy stuff. Um, Blake Christian with the fucking dive off the ropes into a double inverted DDT will never not be impressive. Um, so, finally, my pick for match of the night. Kenny King versus Chris Saban. This was just, this was so fun. This was so great. Um, that finish was great. Was this, did Kenny try and do a Tiger Driver? Kenny did do a Tiger Driver. Okay. I For some reason, I had Tiger Driver 98 in my head for this match. I'm glad for good reason. Isn't it 96? It was 98. Mm. Let me Google. <laughs> Tiger Driver. Um, but, oh, there's, there's several. Oh, are there? So it might just be a regular Tiger Driver. 
Because yeah. I, know, I know Cody does the 98. Um, but watching Kenny King wrestle, it's always amazing. He, he is incredible. Do you want to know why it's called the Tiger Driver? Why? I never knew this. At least the Tiger Driver 97 was named the Tiger Driver 97 because Tiger Woods won the Masters in 1997 using a King Cobra driver. Hmm. Okay. Um, so fun fact, I don't agree with you. Really? I will agree with you, but I don't agree with you. Um, I just thought that the Bullet Club match was super, super fun. I thought it was a good fucking time. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that, like, my frantic little mind was able to pay attention to that I enjoyed. Mm. Um, I don't know. For me, it was like, every, everything in that match was pretty expected. You know, you expected Diener to eat the pin on that. You expected uh, it to be... You didn't expect Diener to eat the pin on that? I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I, I also don't go into matches all the time thinking like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen. Because like, sometimes it just isn't like that obvious to me. I know, but nine times out of ten, if it's not in a pay-per-view. Like, New Japan does this all the time when they throw like Tomoaki Hanma into a match with Okada. You but know New Japan's different. New Japan's different because, like, you're right. That's that's an obvious one, um, but when that's like a person that's actually like a full time functional, like, not fifty year old member member of your stable, that's when it's like, all right. Well, I know. Carl Anderson's, like, known for eating the pin in, like, all the Good Brother matches. So, it's, like, it's not just with, um, or it, it's also with fully functioning tag teams. And, uh, a lot of teams will have, like, a person to eat the pin. Like, Diener is that person. Um, because who the fuck's gonna pin Joe Doring? Unless you're fighting, um... Uh, the hurt business with Bobby Lashley involved. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Um, oh God, or, or, or it's like throwing Alan Angels into a Dark Order trios match. You know, Alan Angels is eating that pin. Um, it's not something I intentionally do. It's just something that. I've I've caught on to. Yeah, I I like I said I I thought it was a super fun match. Um, but so is Kenny King versus Sue, and so we also don't get to see Kenny King wrestle very much. Sure. All right, so to run it back, promo of the night: Moose and Morrissey contract signing, wrestler of the night, um, Blake Christian. Uh, match of the night, Kenny King versus Chris Sabin. Um, so, do you want to go into our predictions? No. Let's come on. 
We we had a good we were on a roll there. Well, tough nugs. All right. So prediction for impacts no surrender. You want to start with the bottom of the card and work our way up? Or start at the top and work our way down? Whatever makes you happiest. Let's start with the bottom. Okay. Build up suspense. So, first up um, is... Let me make sure I have this down. I want to paste without formatting. Oh my god, why is this so difficult? Full shift V. There we go. All right. So, Diana Perrazzo versus to be announced in her open challenge for either of her belts. Um. I think the open challenger. You think? You think the open challenger is winning? And I want you to know I haven't made any of these predictions ahead of time so i'm also making these live okay um i'm gonna say diana and um who do you think that challenger is we've got two two uh predictions um i think it's either taya valkyrie or i don't know fucking yeah uh, I don't know. I'll throw Athena's name in there. How's that? Athena. Okay. Okay. Thunder Rose is also a good option. Um, but I'm gonna go Taya Valkyrie and Maria Canellis. Okay. Oh, maybe Willow Nightingale would have been a good good choice. She's also all over the place. She was with Ring of Honor. I'll still go with Maria Canales. Okay. All right. So next we have Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Jake something versus Speedball Mike Bailey for number one contender for the uh, X Division title. Um. I'd say speedball. Okay. I'm going to say Chris Bay. Okay. I think it's going to be an impact or a bullet club party. Okay. All right. So next up is Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace for the impact digital media title. Um... I'm going to go with Matt Cardona. Yeah, I am too. The fact they just won the NWA title. He's he's a hot shot right now. Yeah, unfortunately. Fortunately to me. <laughs> Love him. All right, so next up we have Black Taurus versus Jonah. Um... I I have to say Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
All right, so this one I want to go a little more in depth on. Eric Young versus Jay White. Oh, sick. I think Eric Young's winning. I'm going to say Eric Young, too. I think it it says something that G.O.D. and Chris Bay are all going to be busy in this pay-per-view while the rest of VBD are completely free. We might see a bit of shenanigans come in costing Jay White the match. Um, I think this would also be a good basis for Tamatonga to be like, Hey, you ain't shit. Yeah. Because he fucking hates the fact that Jay thinks that he runs Bullet Club. Hmm. I don't know. They seem all buddy-buddy on Impact, at least. They seem, but I see through it. Okay. You see that, Scott Demore? Liz sees through your booking. Yeah, Scott Demore. Fucking check yourself at the door. <laughs> God. Bitch. All right. So next up, we have the Good Brothers versus Gorillas of Destiny for the Impact Tag Team Title. Um, I'm gonna do the only thing I know how to do, which is say I'm not rooting for the Good Brothers. So I'm gonna say God. I'm gonna say God too. Good Brothers have had it for way too long. Let's hope that will actually factor into the decision making. Yeah. All right. So up next, we have Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles for the knockout knockouts title. Uh, I think uh, Tasha Steeles is winning it. Huh. Okay. I think Mickey James because Rebellion's coming up, and they're gonna want a top-notch card for Rebellion, and Mickey James would make that good card. You know who would make a really Good addition to the Rebellion card. Who? Josh Alexander. What? No. No. He, he's just some guy. Not even the hottest free agent right now. I'm going to lose it. Hottest free agent's Matt Cardona. <sighs> Fuck! <laughs> Um, <laughs> Alright, so next up we have Team Impact versus Honor No More. Uh, okay. Um I like I, I like stirring the pot. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say honor no more. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm saying Team Impact because I think this is exactly 2020's Survivor Series. Team Raw couldn't get their shit together. They were constantly fighting. I think it was like Braun Strowman, Sheamus, all those guys constantly fighting until the day of they completely swept the other team and, and wrecked house. So... Team Impact all the way. All right. Okay. And finally, Moose versus W. Morrissey. And this one is fucking tricky. Oh, this is a tough one. 
Uh, I'm gonna say... Wishful thinking has me wanting to say Moose, and practical thinking has me saying Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say Debbie Morrissey. I'm gonna say Moose. Okay. The thing is, like, if Josh Alexander does come back and gets re-signed, he, he will be fighting for that title at Rebellion against Moose and Moose only. If he doesn't come back, there is a, a very good chance Morrissey is winning it. But, again, with Rebellion coming up, what good match could you put Morrissey in with that title? There, there's no top card matches. Moose is the headliner. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. You're right. Personally, I think the top match... I, I'm going to throw this prediction now. I think Rebellion, if Josh isn't re-signed, it's Moose versus Jay White. I think that's what they're going to do. Do you see it? The rest of Bullet Club wants gold. Jay is probably going to want it too. Scott would be stupid to not put Jay White in the main title picture. <laughs> I don't know why Liz took her headphones off. <laughs> Can you put your headphones back on, please? <laughs> I don't want it. You don't want Moose versus Jay White? You don't want Moose to beat Jay White? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, Miriam said, uh, couldn't that lead to the crossover feud that AEW is going for with Kenny and the Bucks and Adam and Jay since Kenny won the Impact title and if Jay wins the title? If Jay wins the title, that would be amazing. Like That would be killer, but I don't think Jay is full-time enough at Impact to do it. Like, Kenny, Kenny was, was good going back and forth. He was very good with that. I don't think Jay's sticking around in America for too long. Jay lives in America. Oh, he is? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, but I would have thought he he's like going back to New Japan Prime sometime soon. But I don't know. I I do think Jay White versus Moose is the Rebellion match, and if Scott does not book that, oh man, because it's not Morrissey and White, that's not a very good match. It's not Eric Young and Moose. That's not a very good match. <laughs> Could also be Cardona and Moose. 
because Cardona never got a singles match. And no, 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 no I, I'm being serious here. He never got a singles match, and and the few the story they were able to pull off with with Cardona was so damn good. And now that he's the NWA World's Title, uh, World's Champion, that that's adding to the height of the card. The way you went from a match Liz would die to see to a match Liz would go and get another beer during. Oh, come on. In a heartbeat. Come on. I don't like Matt Cardona. I will. Unfortunately, I'm never going to share your impassioned love for him. Can't believe you're a Moose supporter. Well, <laughs> let's, let's calm down. <laughs> All right, so we've got our predictions in place. Um, that'll all be going down Saturday evening after Impact No Surrender. Again, to to explain our predictions for every incorrect prediction we make, uh, we have to do one dab of hot sauce, very hot hot sauce, and then um, whoever has the most correct predictions will be crowned the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion and deal out a punishment to the loser. And yes, Marie, I do support Mid Cardona. I do. He is amazing. Got a killer indie career. Anyway. So, you want to answer some questions? Wow. Sure. Wow. Very mature. <laughs> do you want to do you want to answer some questions? I said sure. All right, so Miriam asked, uh, since we got Mickey in the Royal Rumble a couple weeks back, do you think No Surrender could see one or two WWE stars show up in the spirit of opening the Forbidden Door? Because I'm thinking maybe someone for Deanna's Open Challenge. Sasha did... What's the word? Suggested. I'm... Unfortunately, because as much as I would love for WWE to open that door... I'm going to give a big fat no because the fact that WWE could not even say wrestling with impact, they couldn't say impact wrestling. They had to only say impact. I think WWE has zero interest of sending their talent to wrestling companies, except for NXT UK people. Like we're seeing with Ilya Dragunov going to um, uh, face Karen Awar. What's that? Up? Is that progress? I think it's progress. Wasn't well, progress like a WWE product now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to see it. I don't think we will see it. Um, because yeah, you're right. I mean, like WWE is like really fucking weird about that shit right now. Yeah. It but. sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But. I mean, I could. There, there is a possibility that they send one of their lower card guys to another promotion. But the thing is, WWE doesn't gain anything from it. They're the already the biggest wrestling name in the world. There's nothing to gain from crossing those doors. There's only stuff to gain for the smaller company. You know, say they send like Finn Balor over to Impact. WWE doesn't get anything from that. 
Yeah. Maybe a couple extra thumbs up for people who think that they're a little cool for opening that door. But nothing more. Nothing from the audience that they're actually looking for. As as cool as that would be. But yeah. I yeah. I'd love to see it, but I just I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. But if we're doing hypotheticals, if there were to be a woman crossing over to answer that open challenge, Shotzi. Shotzi would be pretty cool. And they could definitely, like, they're not doing anything with her right now. True. Um, I still stand by Sasha. Sasha would definitely work, yeah. Sasha's also not doing anything right now, so. Yeah, look at how bad they fumbled that. Well, it's half Sasha's fault, let's be honest here. Still, still, she got so much uh, fame from being the Mandalorian, and they barely ran with it. Yep. Yeah. After WrestleMania, it just fell pretty flat. Yeah, there was a, there's a, oh boy. Who doggy. Yeah. There's a lot to, lot to cover on that situation, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I got a question for you. I love a good question. I was thinking of this before. So, you take WWE, AEW, Impact, and New Japan. We'll say GCW too. You have to send one wrestler from each company to another company. Who do you send? So it's WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, and GCW. Okay. Okay. Let's start this one at a time because my brain, you gave me four options or five, five options and my brain is now trying to entertain all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's start with WWE. That's easy. Hmm? We take, I said, we're starting with WWE. Mm-hmm. That's easy. We're going to take little old Finn Balor. We're going to put him in a little box and we're going to ship him back to Japan where he belongs. I was thinking the same thing too, but now I'm thinking send Cesaro to New Japan. Mm, no. No? I don't see that working. Send Cesaro to Impact. Cesaro and Impact would be fine. Um, then if we go down one, let's go to AW. I would take um, I would take. Who would I take? I would probably take. Who would you take? I'd take Jamie Hader and I'd bring her to Impact. Jamie Hader and Impact? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that she and Deanna could put on a sick fucking match, and I think that the women's division is kind of getting pigeonholed again. Mm hmm. And I think that we need somebody who's kind of got a good, good personality. And somebody has to, like, only one person can go to each company. It's like you, somebody has to go to each company. Oh, I don't want to yeah. do that. 
I don't want to send anyone to WWE. <laughs> there are some people that would be a good fit. There are some people. Yeah, um, send Trey Miguel to WWE. Um, I'm going to say from, from AEW. Um, God. AEW. Who's, not, who's like main event that's not being used right now? Huh. Oh, I said Cesaro to Impact. Um, oh, I got one. Eddie Kingston to GCW. Okay. Now, uh, from Impact. From Impact? I just said Trey Miguel to WWE. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll do Chelsea Green to WWE. Oh, okay. Um, well, she might break her wrist again, so let's be careful there. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Jordan Grace to WWE. GCW, I do Alley Catch to AEW. Okay, all right. Uh, GCW. Um, I gotta send someone to New Japan. Did I send someone to AEW yet? No, no, I didn't send anyone. To um, Scratch that. I'm gonna send. Um, fuck. Because <laughs> I want to send El Fantasmo from New Japan to WWE. Um. Oh fuck! From Impact, I'm gonna send. Oh, I'm gonna send Eric Young to New Japan. Um, and GCW, I'll send fucking Atticus Kogar to Impact. Oh no, I already did Impact to AEW. Okay. Um. So that just leaves New Japan. Mm hmm. And I'm taking my sweet, sweet Florida man, Kenta. We're going to GCW, baby. Didn't you already send someone to GCW? No. Oh, okay. I think so. Because I did. From WWE, Finn to New Japan. Mm -hmm. AW, Jamie to Impact. Um, Impact was Trey Miguel to WWE. Impact, Trey Miguel to WWE, and then Ali to AW, and Kenta to GCW. Okay. And like I already said, El Fantasmo to WWE. Um. Oh, I meant to say this to you. So... I guess, like, El Phantasmo's thing right now is that, like, he's, like, having, like, confidence issues almost. Did you, th that picture he posted? Is that what you're talking no. about? No. Okay. I, no. I'm talking about, I watched uh, the most recent episode today. Mm. Mm hmm Um, and they won. Taiji got the pin, I think. And Taiji was, like, celebrating in, like, the ring. And El Phantasmo was like, nah, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get involved in that. Like, I'm not jumping in with you. Um, and Taiji was like, what the fuck? Like, he got out of the ring, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And, like, they had to, like, they had, like, this long conversation, and I was like... Oh, no. I was like, is Bullet Club's cutest tag team going... Bye-bye? I really hope they wouldn't, because they broke up Dangerous Techers. I don't want them to break up Phantasmo and Taiji. It just doesn't make sense. Just give a... Well, they can't break... Well, they've still got the, the Fatal 4-Way tag, tag match. Right, which is where I think they'll break up. Just give a... Just give... LP some blue chew and he'll be feeling confident again. 
<laughs> you can't escape the fucking commercials even on the fucking podcast. <laughs> Not sponsored. Although, Blue Chew, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> it, that song in their commercial is so, so fucking addictive. It really is. All right. Well, that's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? No. All right, so now I'll close it out. Thank you both so no. much for watching. No, it's my job. That's uh, my job. Follow that's and my subscribe. job. That's my job. You got to stop. That's my job. You said no. If you tune in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, please tune in on Saturday because I'll be here. Just Liz. Uh, yeah. I guess Mark might show up. Nope, just um, Liz. Okay. Just Liz. We've done that before. It's fun. Um, please tune in. We'll be talking about No Surrender. Um, instead of doing a daytime show uh, on Elimination Chamber. Oops. We'll probably be watching and tweeting along with it, but no no recap for that. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Uh, our Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Spotify are all Pinfall Podcast. Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eli's at Elaine23, and we'll see you all on Saturday. For no surrender. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you on Saturday. Yee yee.